Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I'm your host, Annette. And I'm Stephen. Oh, you are very far away from the microphone. <laughs> I have noticed listening to other people's podcasts recently that we're not the only ones that have near and far away. Your two friends and a the therapy person. Yeah. They're, they're really good, but there's times where one of them is further away than the other. And I find myself and my new favourite, uh, Two Bears and One Cave. And I find myself, especially in the car, right, raising the, and dropping the yeah. volume. Yeah. Oh, and the podcast Stephen is trying to describe is my therapist ghosted me. But <laughs> you're like, yeah, the one you listen to. I'm like, I don't listen to therapy podcasts. I've listened to a few hours. I listened. I listened. I've listened. I've listened to a few hours of it now because you got tickets to it. Hannah and you got were, tickets, you yeah. were ranting on about how cool these girls oh, are. Oh my God, it was so And nice. I've never heard anything about it. So I li- listened to the podcast. I was like, I listened to the podcast. And you're like, I've never listened to the podcast. It was so funny though, because when we got there, somebody behind the bar was like, what's this about? And I was like, I, I, I. I can describe no it idea. as basically two people, two ladies of leisure drinking wine. Like, does it sound like brunch? It sounds Liquid like brunch. It sounds like a cackly brunch. I like it. Uh, like now, it. these two women are quite successful, successful and famous, so fair play to them. <laughs> I wish I could have cackly lunches. Carry on. And today we are on episode 95. Staying alive. No, ah, Stephen. Ah, no. Ah, ah, <laughs> staying alive. Do you know what? I tell you, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a new bingo game. Every time Stephen uses the same thing that he's used for like the 95, if he used it at 85, there's no prize. It's just it's just a game. It's just a game of bingo. I lost the game. Oh, we've pissed off all the, all the 80s and 90s babies. Um, today we are going to do, this This one's a little bit weird because this happened in 2017 and I don't remember it. I remember after the fact, but I don't. I didn't watch it live, but I can only imagine watching this unfold would have been nail biting for me because I would have been hanging on his every tweet but today we are going to cover a story called Dear David it is literally just me reading out tweets and you know my funny usual little antidotes in the middle have you ever heard this story? no but it can't be as scary as the clip that I decided not to send to your family chat because (laughs) your sister might have killed me what was the clip you were watching downstairs? that was the one I'm talking about your phone did a, like at least a, a 360 flip, flip like. I was glad I had a case let's just say that it was a guy oh look what's in the fridge oh I don't think I like this and something crawled behind the jar and you just see a glimpse of it and he's like no that's worse yeah and it's just and he's taking jars out he's taking jars out and it's the last jar and it's just as he turning it upside down a big giant spider comes, kind of comes out with you like yeah. that and I wasn't and I should have but I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> it's like when, uh, oh, we're doing the chatty bit now at the beginning instead. Sorry, this is a bit backwards. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Do you, have you ever seen any of those ones where it was like, people say that you shouldn't come to Australia because of this and because of that and because of the other. And they're mentioning a load of stuff that are really scary. Like Australia, it, it's for the hardcore. The land of the no. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember watching a video years ago. That I think this was even on Vine. That's how old it was. Um, where someone kicked the toilet seat. Nope and a spider crawled out from under it and ran away which is fine but he said do not use the bathroom anywhere in the outback and not kick the toilet seat first and i was like what a weird tradition i'm actually everywhere i'm looking now i'm like i'm just gonna see a tiny little leg because i saw a praying mantis today eat a spider in the garden no yeah yeah in the garden Right, we crack on. Uh, I think we should. We've walked on significantly here. <laughs> Last thing I'll say is that's the reason why we went to New Zealand. Me and my mate sat down and we let's go. And I was like, let's go to Australia. 
and uh, one of the reasons was New Zealand is much more compact and you get to see more in the time we're going yeah, but the other reason sense. was there's less things that can kill you not by much <laughs> New Zealand is still scary although that golf programme that you've been watching has given me the goo to go over mm-hmm. now we're lucky enough that we have somewhere that if we do go over she is more than happy to give us a futon but I'm like oh if we went it'd be like it'd yeah. be two weeks I'd have, it'd have to be two Not weeks. Enough. You couldn't go. What if, would it, would yeah, you need yeah, longer? It'd be two, two days either side of travel to get there. We crack on. We shall crack on again. <laughs> so, hey, just before we start this episode, um, I have literally just finished editing it. Um, but as I am a mum first before I am anything else, it has taken me two days to edit this because it is officially the longest episode I've ever covered. But because there was a gap in editing, I cannot guarantee that there won't be inconsistencies or mistakes or God forbid, usually I catch it in the editing, me and Stephen swear in between the two of us. So I will mark the episode as explicit. I do apologise. Um, and also I meant to mention as well, and I forgot, this is one of the three episodes that Jack Randomer had recommended to us. So just a quick shout out to him as well. I thank you so much. I have lost sleep and I can't look at reflections in windows anymore. Um, but I really hope you enjoy the episode. Sleep paralysis is defined as the feeling of being awake but not being able to move or speak while waking up or falling asleep. It may only last for a few minutes, which sounds manageable, but some of the sleep paralysis stories I've read about different people's experiences are absolutely terrifying. Some treatments can help, but there is no known cure. It's most common in 18 to 35 year olds and family history may increase your likelihood, so... Thanks, Mum and Dad. But one of the most well-known stories of sleep paralysis, or at least how it began, is Adam Ellis's Twitter thread. Unless you were living under a social media rock, you must have heard this story. Even if you didn't have Twitter, it was everywhere. But if, like Stephen, you've never heard this story, brace yourself. Needless to say, I'm writing this in the daytime. It all began August 7, 2017, at 11.35am, when Adam Ellis tweeted, So my apartment is being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me. Thread. He started appearing in dreams, but I think he's crossed over into the real world now. The first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. He had a huge, misshapen head that was dented on one side. I did my best to draw it. I don't need to tell you that the thought of a child with a huge dent in his head is both disturbing and horrifying, but I will include links if you want to see Adam's attempt at drawing this poor child. For a while he just stared at me, and then he got out of the chair and started shambling toward the bed. I couldn't move because I was paralysed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. It sucks. Right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. I had another dream a few nights later, where I was in a library, and a girl came up to me and said, You've seen Dear David, haven't you? I was like, Who? She said, Dear David, you saw him. She continued, He's dead. He only appears at midnight, and you can ask him two questions if you say Dear David first. Then she said, But never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. I was very shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. Anyway, a couple of weeks passed without incident. 
Then David came back into another dream. Same situation. I was in bed, and he was sitting in the rocking chair near the window, staring at me. In the dream, I say, Dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, An accident in a store. I say, Dear David, what happened in the store? He groans, A shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, Who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. I realised I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. The next couple of days, I Google deaths in the city, but can't find anything about a kid named David dying in a store. I even try different names. Daniel, Dylan, Devon, nothing. A few weeks go by without incident. Sort of randomly, the apartment above mine is vacated, and I have the opportunity to move into it. It's a larger apartment, so I'm thrilled. Another month or two goes by, and I sort of forgot about dear David. I think he's lost track of me because I moved upstairs. But lately something strange is happening. For the past four nights, my cats gathered at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it, almost like something is on the other side. Last night, I got a weird feeling and looked out the peephole and I am dead certain I saw movement on the other side. When I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cat seemed unnerved, bushy tails, etc. And that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what I'll do. I'll keep you updated. Two nights later on August 9th, Adam uploads a picture of his cat staring at the door with a clock in his hand. Adam's hand, not the cat's, that would be amazing. But the clock shows it's just after midnight. He tweets, Update. For the sixth night in a row, my cat has walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. This is followed by a video of his poor cat clearly showing signs of frustration, as if he wants to see what's on the other side of the door. Okay, so I took a photo through the peephole because I'm too scared to open the door. I feel like I saw something. I couldn't tell, so I mustered the courage to open the door. Nothing was out there, but I took another photo. Look at this. Is it just me, or is there something in the first photo, right where the banisters meets the shelves, hiding on the stairs? The tweet includes a picture of exactly what Adam describes. It looks like a shadow hiding behind the banisters. Now, not like a shadow on the wall, but a Peter Pan shadow separate from the body, like a dark being. I wasn't sure if it was a smudge or something, so I took a second photo from inside. There was something out there. I deadbolted the lock and got in bed because I don't know what else to do. I can still hear my cats meowing at the door. I'm pretty scared. August 10th, 2017. It's been pretty quiet tonight. I'm going to try a sleep talk app to see if anything happens during the night. I'm heading to bed, but the cats are back at the door. They only do this in the middle of the night. It's routine now. The next night he includes a video of his cat freaking out at the door with the tweet, Here we go, just minutes before midnight. Shortly after posting this video, he tweeted, They're both there now, and you can see both cats crowding around the door. Being thoroughly freaked out, he decided to lay down a salt barrier just inside his front door. I don't even know if this is the right kind of salt, he tweets. And this makes me wonder, are spirits bougie? 
Like, do they only like pink Himalayan salt or salt from the Dead Sea? He then tweets, Maxwell is extra talkative tonight. He's obviously trying to tell me something. August 11, 2017. I used a sound app to record my apartment last night. It makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There are 33 recordings. Most of them are pretty vague. A couple of them are passing cars and the like. But there are three that I'm interested in. The first is a snapping sound and what sounds like a single step. It's odd because I didn't get out of bed all night. This one is weird because out of 33 recordings, there's only one that has a strange electric sound throughout. He includes the recordings from SoundCloud and there is an eerie static noise that sort of sounds like a radio or TV from back in 2002 when your phone was too close to it and you had an incoming caller message. This directly follows the electric static, another snap, and then I groan in my sleep. These happen between 2 and 3 a.m. I have no explanation for them. I'll keep recording and share if I find anything curious. August 12, 2017. This tweet includes a selfie with a peace sign. How 2017. Getting the F out of my haunted apartment for the weekend. After this tweet, someone let him know on Twitter that there was something eerie in the background of the photo just behind him, saying, Eyes, nose and mouth, misshapen head, small stature. Please tell me that's just a painting. To which Adam responds, I have no explanation for this. August 14, 2017. So a weird thing just happened, take it with a grain of salt. He tweets a picture of his new Instax Mini 9 instant film camera. I bought a Polaroid camera this weekend because they're fun and dorky. I decided to take a few photos around my apartment. Polaroids are stupid and fun and inherently sort of creepy. I didn't expect to find anything, and for the most part I didn't. I took a couple of my living room and my bedroom. That's the rocking chair I first saw David in. They're pretty unremarkable. Then I went into the hallway and I snapped a photo. The Polaroid developed completely black. I even ripped open and destroyed a fresh pack so I could see if it was an underdeveloped Polaroid, but they all started out white. I also thought maybe I accidentally covered the lens with my finger, so I took a photo while intentionally covering it. The photo on the left is me covering the lens with my finger, and the one on the right is my fully lit hallway taken just after midnight. So this could be nothing. I'm not sure what to make of it. Just to explain the photos, the one that he deliberately covered the lens is the kind of black you see when you close your eyes. It's not pitch black. It's actually called Eichengraw. But the picture on the right, the one he took of the fully lit hallway, that is pitch black. Along with this tweet, Adam included some video as proof that he was taking the photos and so no one could call bull on his story so far. He recorded himself taking two more photos and the second again came out pitch black. He continued, Honestly, I don't know why I'm still messing around with this camera. There might be a logical explanation. Someone told me to take photos farther away, so I tried that. Once with my iPhone and once with the Polaroid. Left is with my phone, right is with Polaroid. The hall light was on both times. Why is it pitch black every time with the Polaroid? This whole thread has been really convoluted and I'm sorry if it's hard to follow. 
I just thought it was all weird and I wanted to share. August 14, 2017. Folks have been urging me to get some sage, so I did. Saging the hall and definitely saging the hell out of this rocking chair. Honestly, sage doesn't seem like it'll help much, but I'm open to anything. I barely slept last night. I kept waking up feeling like something was wrong. But who knows, maybe this'll do something. August 15, 2017. Sage did not work. I haven't dreamt about David in a few months, but he appeared again last night. In the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Anyway, it feels like a bad omen. August 16th, 2017. Apparently some strange faces have been showing up in some of the photos that I take. A couple of people have pointed this out, which I don't have a real explanation for. There's also this which seems less weird, but still odd that it resembles David. Make of it what you will. The second one doesn't alarm me so much, since it seems like it might be a reflection, but the first one gives me the creeps. August 18th, 2017. It's been two weeks, and he still does this every night at midnight. He's referring to his cat staring at the door. Other weird stuff has been happening too. I've been recording myself sleeping and it picks up this weird static electricity sound every night at around 3am and it lasts about five minutes. This morning I woke up to the whole house shaking. It felt like a small earthquake. I debated even mentioning it on Twitter because it sounds made up, but I distinctively felt the house swaying. It's just a whole bunch of small things happening at once. I feel so uneasy, like right before a thunderstorm comes. Everyone is telling me to move, but I don't have any guarantee that this won't follow me. The following night, Adam tweeted, They just issued a thunderstorm warning for tonight. Everyone in the city is talking about how weird the sky looks. I can hear rolling thunder in the distance. August 21st, 2017 all this ghost stuff has been spooky, but the past weekend, for the first time, I actually felt unsafe in my home. Thread. On Friday night, there was supposed to be a huge storm. In the end, it passed, but the night was bizarre anyway. I fell asleep pretty early and was incredibly tired for some reason. I had a dream that night where David was dragging me by the arm through an abandoned warehouse. I'm not sure why I didn't fight back in the dream, or how he was strong enough to pull me through, but that's dream logic for you. It was a creepy dream, but I didn't think much of it when I woke up. I took a shower, and then I noticed something. I'd woken up with a huge bruise on my arm. Adam tweets a very obvious bruise on his arm close to his wrist. Now look, maybe I injured myself the day before and my arm is hurting during the night, which manifests as a dream. There could have been a totally logical explanation for it, so I brushed it off. I went to get coffee, which I do every weekend. When I walk to the coffee place, I always pass a food court repair depot. It's always incredibly busy, especially on the weekends. I've lived in the neighbourhood for over four years and the place has always been jam-packed with carts getting serviced. But today it was completely abandoned. The whole warehouse was totally gutted and empty. Well, almost empty. I went inside to look around because I was astonished the place was suddenly empty after all these years. Basically, 
The only thing in the entire warehouse was a single green chair. If you recall, David first appeared in my green rocking chair. Could be nothing, but it's weird that it was the only thing left behind. On my way back from coffee, the warehouse had been shuttered. It remained shuttered ever since. The chair, the bruise, dreaming about an empty warehouse and then passing by one gave me the creeps. Needless to say, I didn't sleep much that night. Too many strange things are happening and more frequently. So, I don't know. Anyway, it was just a strange weekend. August 25th, 2017. There have been a few small developments in my apartment, but I'm really not sure what to make of them. I just know that I'm scared. Thread. If you recall, my cats usually gather at the door around midnight, but lately it's been getting earlier and earlier every night. I was almost used to the routine, so when they started to cry at the door closer to 10pm, I was confused. They began a new routine. Hover around the door at 10pm, cry for 15 minutes, and then wander off as if nothing's wrong. But this week, something else has been happening. Shortly after the usual cat stuff, around half 10 or so, I start getting phone calls from an unmarked number. Adam tweets a screenshot of his call history. A whole screen history of just no caller ID calls. My entire call history for the past week looks like this. This you'll notice I answered once, yesterday. Since then it's been happening for days on end. I thought it might be an automated telemarketer or something. Usually this is an automated thing. If you answer once they quit calling so I picked up. I didn't say anything, I just listened waiting for some automated message to chime in. Instead. What I heard on the other end was a peculiar electrical static sound, very similar to the static my sleep app picks up at night. After about a minute, the static stops and there was silence. I kept listening. I heard what I thought was breathing, but it was so faint I couldn't be sure. My heart was racing, so it was hard to hear. Then, just as I was about to hang up, I heard a very small voice whisper, Hello? Something about the way they said hello freaked me out. It wasn't a question or a greeting, just... Hello? A flat statement, so quiet I could barely hear it. I panicked and hung up. I didn't know what else to do. I closed all my curtains in my apartment and turned on every single light. I watched TV until dawn because I was too scared to go to sleep. I sort of feel like I'm losing my mind. If I look at each individual incident on its own, there are perfectly logical explanations for everything. But after three weeks of weird stuff happening, I don't know how to make sense of it all. The only thing I feel like I can do right now is write everything down, so that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'll keep doing. August 28, 2017. So I moved the green chair out of the bedroom weeks ago. It's been in various parts of the living room ever since. Thread. I should probably get rid of it, but I'm not sure that that would have any effect. Also, I'm going on vacation to Japan in three weeks, and I keep thinking if I can make it to my trip, this will all end, as dumb as that sounds. David lost track of me once I moved, so maybe if he believes I left my apartment again, he'll leave me alone. Anyway, last week I bought a pet monitoring camera so I can keep an eye on the cats while I'm overseas. It's basically a nanny cam that connects to the Wi-Fi so you can check in whenever you want. It runs 24-7. Adam includes a screenshot in his tweet. It also alerts you to sound and movement via an app. 
I blocked out the company since I doubt they want to be associated with a ghost. In any event, I decided to test it out this weekend. I was away from home one night, so I set up the camera before I left. My phone pinged periodically through the evening, alerting me to the cats running around and playing, normal stuff. Then around 11pm it alerted me that it detected motion, but when I checked the feed of the apartment I didn't see anything. I watched the feed again, still nothing. I watched a third time and finally I noticed something. Watch the chair. Now obviously I can't show you the video that Adam uploaded, but you should find it on Twitter. It's one of those videos that after watching, you say a great big nope to yourself because obviously you're watching the video in bed by yourself at one in the morning. Adam's next tweet. I knew it couldn't be the wind because I haven't had the windows open at all this summer. I have AC and I like to keep it chilly. It was unnerving, but there wasn't anything I could do about it right then. So I flipped the phone off and tried not to panic. But half an hour later, I got another motion alert. Again, another video I can't show you, but go find it. If you missed it the first time like me, look above the shelf. It's a little turtle shell that I hung on the wall. Yes, I know it's weird to own a turtle shell, but my family lives in Montana and I picked it up last year at a native trading post. Since I've been back home, I've been too nervous to turn the camera back on and today's been pretty quiet. That said, I feel really uneasy. I put the chair in the hall. I hope nothing else happens tonight. September 5th, 2017. It's happening again. Thread. I've been leaving the nanny cam on 24-7. It records every time there's movement or sound, as you know. I was going over the feed from this weekend and I noticed some weird stuff. During the night on Saturday, while I slept, it recorded the cats in the living room. It seemed pretty unremarkable at first. But then after a few moments, Maxwell freaks out and jumps over something invisible. I don't think it was a bug or anything. Maxwell doesn't react like that to bugs. He just eats them. Something spooked him. What's more, I almost never get bugs. I've seen maybe three in all the years that I've lived there. Anyway, the next night the camera recorded a couple of more strange videos. Specifically, it recorded Maxwell doing this on and off for hours. Cue the video of Maxwell, meerkatting in the corner, looking either very intrigued or very freaked out by something. He'd sit up on his hind legs and peer around the room as if looking for something, or looking at something. This is odd behaviour for him and I can't come up with an explanation for it, especially because of the next video. The final video the camera recorded that night shows Maxwell standing up on his back legs as if he's going to jump into someone's arms, or at least that's what it looked like to me. Adam continues, I suppose there's a chance it was a fly, but I honestly never get flies, so that seems unlikely. I just can't shake the feeling that something has made its way into my apartment. It's odd behaviour for Maxwell in any event. Things feel off this week. I can't explain. September 11, 2017. Every night before bed, I go through the same routine. I feed the cats, brush my teeth and lock every single one of the three locks on my door because I'm paranoid. Don't ask why my door has three different working locks. Plus what looks like the remainder of a break-in. I prefer not to dwell on it. Anyway, the other night I was getting ready for bed as normal. I went into the kitchen to get cat food. I hadn't even gone to the pantry when I heard a loud crack. It's better to just watch the video since the nanny camera records everything now. Adam tweets a video of something falling from a shelf in his living room. 
At first I thought maybe it was one of the cats who'd knocked it over, but they were both in the bedroom. As you can see, I slid the lock immediately after realising what was going on. I also checked it about four more times before going to bed. The thing that fell was a little knitted cactus and a terracotta planter. It's totally busted now. I live right next to a subway line and my whole house shifts and shakes every now and then, which could explain this. I always get it in my head making excuses for whatever is happening. I'm still sceptical. But every little sound freaks me out now. I leave for Japan in two weeks and it can't happen soon enough. September 16, 2017. I've been having so many nightmares lately. Thread. They're way more intense than my usual dreams too. I don't know if it's because I'm stressed or if it's something else. This afternoon I took a nap and I had a dream I haven't been able to shake. In the dream, I was lying in bed and rolled over to face the other direction. On the pillow next to me was a severed head with a bloody spine attached snaking down the bed. The head was staring right at me, somehow still alive. It had this huge smile plastered on its face. Horrified, I screamed, what happened to you? The head smiled even bigger. It feels great, the head groaned. After that, I woke up. It was dark outside by then. Everything was quiet. Other dreams have been just as strange. Things like dark figures staring in my windows, even though I live on the second floor. Stuff that makes no sense in relation to what I've been experiencing in real life. After that, after that dream about the head, I've been feeling uneasy all night. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I decided to go for a walk, if for no other reason than to get out of my apartment. I went to a bodega a few blocks away to get a snack. On the way, I had to pass the warehouse that was boarded up a few weeks ago. It's actually on my way to everything. I pass it twice a day just to get to the subway. I hurried past it since it freaks me out now. At the bodega, I got some Doritos and a seltzer, then made my way back home. When I passed the warehouse the second time, I heard a dull thunk from the other side of the shutters. I froze in place, but there was no other sound after that. I probably should have just continued on, but curiosity got the better of me. There was a grated window next to the doors about a foot above my head, too high to see into. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to hold my phone up to the window, take one photo, and then run for my life. I made sure my flash was on, positioned the camera lens through one of the grates, and snapped the photo. I almost thought I saw movement when the flash went off, but I couldn't be certain. The light bounced off the grates, and was very blinding. I couldn't even look at the photo. I just ran all the way home. I was too jumpy to look at it even for a while. I just ate my Doritos nervously. When I finally did look at the photo, here's what I saw. It seemed to have been a different part of the warehouse, maybe an office. There was a bunch of old insulation and what looked like a filing cabinet and a ripped up leather desk chair. Then I noticed something else in the upper right corner, something that looked like a face. The more I stared at it, the more it started to look like a nondescript blur. Now I can't even be sure what I'm seeing. Maybe I'm too deep into this. My brain wants to see David when he's not there. But here, I messed with the filters of the phone a bit. Tell me this doesn't look like him. Again, 
if you're listening to us on Spotify, just follow along with the pictures online. He's not crazy. I definitely see something or someone, I should say. Unless you're driving. I know. Stay hands free. <laughs> September 22nd, 2017. The past few days have been fairly quiet. I haven't been spending much time at home. I leave for Japan in a couple of hours. I've been trying to avoid anything weird before my trip. I still feel like this all might stop if I just leave for a couple of weeks. Whatever happens, I want to thank everyone for their kind thoughts and concerns. This whole ordeal has been stressful and it means a lot. It makes me feel like I'm not going through this alone. See you all in a couple of weeks. September 29th, 2017. I bought a votive tablet at the shrine I'm at in Japan. It says protect my cats while I'm away from home. October 3rd, 2017. It's my last full day in Japan. Thread. The past couple of weeks have been pretty peaceful. I have people taking care of the cats and they say they've been doing fine. This morning I went for a long walk around Sapporo. I never really plan my vacations. I like to wander a lot and see what I find. I came across a statue in a park. I couldn't find any real information about it online, but it was weird and pretty. I was taking pictures of it from different angles since it's cylindrical. I moved around to one side and almost dropped my phone at what I saw. It felt too similar to be a coincidence. I felt dizzy staring up at it. This kid with a dented head. I don't know, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe this is nothing. It doesn't feel like nothing. Anyway, I have to pack for my flight home in the morning. It'll be good to see the cats again at least. October 5th, 2017. I made it home safely. The cats are fine, if a little bit more talkative than usual. October 14, 2017. Weird things have been happening with the electricity in my apartment this week. Thread. First, two bulbs have burnt out in the hallway in less than a week. At this point, I've just left it alone, rather than getting a ladder again. But the strangest thing has to be the backlight on my TV. It's an LED strip that plugs into the TV itself via USB. The TV has to be on in order for the backlight to be on. But last night the backlight was flickering on and off by itself. I noticed it just sometime before dawn when I woke up and went into the kitchen to get some water. I'd barely gotten back into bed again when I saw the faint light come on in the living room. After a few seconds it went dark again. I went back into the living room and stood there watching the backlight go on and off and on and off for at least a few minutes. It was bizarre. Eventually it stopped and now the backlight doesn't work at all. It's only a couple of months old, so it shouldn't be dead already. Anyway, I couldn't get back to sleep, so I went to the diner near my apartment. It was the only thing open at 4am. I had eggs over easy with ham. It was too much ham, but the eggs were pretty good. When I got back home, the sun was starting to come up, so I figured I might as well shower and go into work early. I showered and brushed my teeth, then headed into the bedroom to get dressed. As I passed the front door, I thought I heard a faint scratching sound from the other side. It was so soft, I wasn't sure it had really happened. I went over to the door, but I was too scared to look through the peephole. Yeah, Adam, go get ready for work. I couldn't bring myself to actually put my face that close to the sound. So I opted to take a photo through the peephole instead. Since there's a skylight just outside my door, the hall was awash in faint yellow-green light. I snapped a couple of photos. 
At first, the pictures didn't seem like anything, just blurry nothingness. But as I analysed it and started noticing things, part of a face, an ear and an eye staring right back at me. I think maybe it's time to get someone else involved. It's obvious this isn't going to stop until I do something. I'm just not sure what that is yet. I'll let you all know when I figure it out. October 26, 2017. Sorry for the radio silence the past couple of weeks. Thread. First, I had a friend come over to do some cleansing stuff. She did the whole apartment and the hallway. A lot of self-proclaimed professional mediums reached out. Plus about a dozen ghost hunter TV shows. I've declined them all because I really don't want strangers in my house and sensationalising what's going on. So instead, I had a friend come over and cleanse the place. And for about a week or so, it seemed like it worked. Things appeared to go back to normal. The cats weren't gathering at the door anymore. I stopped having dreams. I was starting to think like it was over. Then one morning last week, I was walking to work and passed a shuttered warehouse as usual. This time, all the metal doors were wide open, sunlight pouring in. The warehouse was still mostly empty, except for one thing. There was a hearse parked near the back wall. The warehouse had been closed for over two months. I have no idea why it was open that day. Nobody was around. It was weird, but I tried not to think about it. It's not all that strange to see a hearse, I guess. Like, they have to park somewhere. I tried to put it out of my mind, and the next several days were uneventful. But something else happened last night. It was around 11 o'clock or so, and I was watching TV on the couch. I went into the dining room to get a drink in the fridge, and I noticed both cats sitting in the far window, staring up at it. The window looks out onto the roof of the business next door. I glanced out the window, but didn't see anything. I figured that maybe it was a mouse on the wall or something. I shrugged and grabbed a beer from the fridge. As I went into the kitchen to get a bottle opener, I noticed something. There's a window in the kitchen, which looks out onto the same roof. And someone was standing on the roof, staring at me. I immediately ducked down. I reached up and flicked off the light switch. I peered over the windowsill but couldn't see much. My phone was in my pocket, so I grabbed it and took a photo. It was blurry and dark, but I swear someone was out there. I tried to take a better photo, but the figure had disappeared. I closed all the blinds and made sure the door was locked and then drank like five more beers until I was too drunk to be scared. But now I feel like I'm back at square one. I'm sure it was him. He's not going away. I don't know what to do. November 6, 2017. It's been about four months since the first time I dreamed of David. Thread. This might be long, but stick with me. Last night I dreamed about him again. It was almost exactly the same as the first time I saw him. In the dream, I saw him in the chair again. I don't have the green chair in my room anymore. This time, it's a recliner I've had for years. He was staring right at me, just like the first time. Again, I felt paralysed, I could barely move, but this time something was different. I still felt mostly immobile, but I could squirm just a little bit. I felt more alert, I could move my hands somewhat. David glared at me, and I dreaded what I knew was coming. He was going to get out of that chair and come toward me like before. I had to do something. I keep my phone next to the bed and somehow I managed to get a hold of it. I thought, if David is going to kill me, maybe I could at least get evidence on my phone. 
I started snapping pictures in the dark. Sure enough, he crawled down off the chair and began shuffling toward me. He moved slowly like it was a struggle for him. I felt terrified, but I kept taking photos. David limped closer toward me, never taking his eyes off me. Soon I was face to face with him. He started muttering something too quiet for me to understand. I watched his eyes roll back in his head until they were all white. I tried to ride away from him, but I could barely move. I stared in horror as he came crawling up onto my bed, still murmuring something. And that's when I woke up. Same as before, broad daylight, no trace of David anywhere. It's almost routine now. But it was a dream after all. So I got up and went to work. And after a while, the stress of the dream melted away. I wasn't even going to write about this since it wouldn't really be any new information. But tonight I noticed something that terrified me. I went into my phone to find a picture from a couple of days ago and saw dozens of pitch black photos in my camera roll, all from last night. It's better to just show you. Turn up your brightness because they're pretty dark. The photos that followed were the first photos of David. With the brightness turned up, it's very clear to see a little boy with a dented head sitting in the chair. And I don't mean an outline where you can't really see anything, but then you can kind of make it out when someone suggests what you should be seeing. This is very clearly David posing for a selfie. Followed by another photo titled, This is the one that made my heart drop. You can just about see the anger in David's eyes. Usually I come up with some excuse for what's happening, but I have no logical explanation for this. So now I'm sitting here on my couch freaking out. I certainly won't be able to sleep. I just feel like I needed to get this out. From this point on, we can see the updates are becoming fewer and far between. Either nothing major is happening, or everything is just becoming so routine to Adam that he doesn't feel it's worth mentioning. Adam, sweetie, none of this is okay. November 17, 2017. Again, bearing in mind the last tweet was November 6th and it was terrifying. For anyone asking, yes. I'm alive. I've just been on the quiet side because there's something I need to investigate and I'm not sure how to yet. I'd rather not tweet unless I have something substantial to share. Thread. It's also sort of hard to explain the logistics of what I'm trying to find out, but I'll do my best. Basically, there's a part of my apartment that I'm just now learning about. At least that's what I think. To refresh your memory, I live in a duplex. I used to live on the first floor and now I live on the second floor. The long boxy building that looks like this. Cue Adam's basic illustration of a duplex apartment. The other week I was tweeting about the most recent update from the living room couch. About 30 seconds after I sent that last tweet, I heard a thump directly above my head, as if someone above me had dropped something on the floor, which is impossible since I'm the top apartment. There's also no way to access the roof. There aren't any ladders on the outside of the building. The only way you get onto the roof is through the skylight in the hallway. There are no trees in the immediate vicinity either. It definitely wasn't pipes either. It was distinctively the sound of something falling on the floor. My building is old and makes lots of noises, but this was a new sound and it startled me. So I'm thinking, is there some secret crawl space in my home? I look all over the apartment, but I can't figure it out. So I go into the hallway and that's when something dawns on me. There's no real way to ease into this, so I'll just say it. 
There's a mysterious hatch in my hallway. I've always known about it, but I just assumed it opened directly to the roof. It's really high above the stairs, so I always figured it was impossible to access without some sort of fancy professional ladder. I took this video so you can see how high it is. Insert video of creepy looking hatch. It would actually be impossible to access without said fancy ladder. I'd see that hatch every morning when I leave for work and think nothing of it, but this time something dawned on me. It can't lead to the roof, because it's actually below the roof. I'm about to spring some simple math on you, so I apologise in advance. First, the skylight is flat with the roof. I checked Google Earth just to make sure. The hatch is about three feet below the skylight, meaning there's about three feet of empty space above the two openings. I think maybe the hatch leads to a short ladder going to the roof, but even if that was the case, the hatch is level with the ceiling in my apartment, which means there's three feet of empty space all over my apartment. I was ready to explain this away for a few reasons. One, it might just be some sort of insulated space that all residential buildings have. I'm not an architect, so what do I know? It didn't seem relevant enough at the time, so I decided I wasn't going to mention it here. But over the past week and a half, I've been hearing more things above me. A few days after the first sound, I heard a similar thump while I was in the kitchen. Then last night, I heard something small clink on the floor and roll about six feet before stopping. Something is going on up there. Maybe it's a raccoon, but maybe it's not. I can't get over the fact that the hatch is in such a weird, inaccessible place over the stairs. I need to investigate. I'm just not sure how right now. I guess I'll try and buy a long pole off Amazon to see if the hatch even moves. I might have to buy a construction ladder. At any rate, that's why I've been MIA for a minute. I'll keep you posted when I figure out how to get up there. Okay, I bought a pole. If the hatch is movable, I'll either shell out for the ladder or call my landlord to investigate. Now, despite what seems like a very exciting and terrifying revelation, Adam doesn't tweet again for 11 days. I think if I had been following this live, I would have been pulling my hair out waiting for updates. November 28, 2017. A lot has happened in the last week, but I was away for Thanksgiving, so I'm now able to write it all down. Thread. The noises from the ceiling haven't let up, but the pole I ordered didn't arrive before I had to leave for the holiday, so I didn't actually get it until late Friday night. I planned to investigate the next morning and went to bed. I'd barely fallen asleep when I woke up to an incredibly loud crash above me. It sounded like someone had dropped a bowling ball. I bolted upright in bed and immediately felt strange. There was a weird energy all around me. I can't explain it. After about a minute, I heard another crash. I briefly thought about grabbing my shoes and booking it, but that would mean passing under the hatch and that seemed like a bad idea. So instead I just listened and waited, though I'm not sure what for. The crash happened again and then again, probably 15 times in a row, followed by a long silence. Then I heard a smaller creaking sound from the hallway. In my mind, I registered it as a footstep, but it really could have been anything. I stayed still, but there was no more sounds after that. I lay back down, still tense and nervous, but I must have fallen asleep at some point because I woke up the next morning and everything seemed normal again. I got dressed and left to go get a bagel, same as every Saturday. As I made my way down the stairs, something crunched under my feet. I looked down and noticed a small pile of debris on the stairs directly under the hatch. It looked like dirt, but I couldn't tell for certain. 
It could have been old plaster or something. I glanced up at the hatch and noticed something else peculiar. The edge of something was caught in it, barely poking out. It's hard to see because it's so far up, but I took a photo. At that point, bagels were the last thing on my mind. I went back upstairs and grabbed the pole. I set my camera on the coat wardrobe at the top of the stairs and hit record. Just to make sure it would be caught on video if a demon burst out of the hatch. I jumped out of the way and practically fell down the stairs trying to dodge whatever it was that fell. At first, I thought it was a dead squirrel, which honestly would explain a lot. It hit the steps and bounced down to the first floor. I went upstairs to get my phone and collapsed the pole since it's long and unwieldy. Then went back downstairs to investigate the object that fell. At first I wasn't even sure what it was. It was a dingy faded black. I picked it up and realised what it was. It was a small leather shoe. I hustled back downstairs and texted my landlord. I told him I thought that there was something in the crawl space and asked if he had investigated. He said he'd come back later with a ladder and check it out. A few hours later my landlord was on a ladder shining a flashlight into the crawl space. I stared up at him half expecting something to grab him and yank him into the darkness. He angled his flashlight all around and finally saying, there's nothing up here. But then he was like, oh wait. I watched as he reached into the emptiness with his free arm and then he pulled back and he had something small and round in his hand. He climbed down the ladder and handed it to me. Again, I wasn't quite sure what I was looking at. It was smooth and shiny and at first I thought it was an old piece of candy but it was too cold and too heavy to be candy. After a second I realised it was a marble. It was so worn that it hadn't registered as a marble at first. Its shape was also sort of weird with a little bump on the end. My landlord seemed unbothered for the most part. Mm, Okay dude. He had told me to call him if I heard anything else. I went inside and headed into my office to see if I could figure anything out about this marble that somehow made its way into my ceiling. I had nothing to go on and in short I didn't really learn much. But I did figure out the bump on the marble, I think. Apparently in the early 1900s they made marbles by hand and cut them with a big metal scissors which would probably mean the marble is really old. Anyway, now I have a decrepit old shoe and a marble sitting on my dresser. I guess this is the new normal. December 12, 2017. Sorry for the long break. I haven't been feeling great the past couple of weeks and I haven't had time to update. Thread. There also wasn't much to say for the most part. I wasn't sleeping well and I was having weird dreams. But they were vague and hard to describe. I'm sleeping all day long and I've been getting sudden bouts of dizziness. I chalked it up to always having earbuds crammed in and made a mental note to get my ears checked. Other than that, things are pretty quiet. I sort of fooled myself into thinking that finding those items in the attic somehow ended all of this. Not that that makes much sense. But last week something started to happen. Late on Wednesday, I woke up with a start and felt something strange, like something had just been watching me. I turned on the light, but I was alone. Still, there was this tangible feeling of badness. Everything felt wrong, sort of like... When you have the flu and you wake up at night and you can't really tell where you are for a minute, it was a feeling I'm used to. It always accompanies David. People tweet at me a lot saying that he might just need help, but I'm certain that's not the case. Every time he shows up, I feel a palpable sense of malice. That's what I felt that night. Malice. Dread. 
but still, I was alone and I was so tired. I wound up just going back to sleep. I've been so exhausted recently I can barely function. The next night the same thing happened again. I woke up suddenly feeling like I had just missed seeing something. Like a candle had just gone out and I could still smell it. I thought about using the pet cam from the living room to monitor my bedroom while I slept, but the cord was too short to get the camera high enough to see the entire room, so I improvised. I downloaded an app that takes a photo every 60 seconds and set my phone on the top of the bookcase. It's almost 7 feet tall, so it's a pretty good view of my bed and surrounding room. Then I went to sleep. Just like before, I jolted awake hours later, feeling the same unease. I turned on the light and hurried out of bed to get my phone from the bookcase. There are probably 350 photos to scroll through. The vast majority of them are me sleeping in an empty room. It's sort of dark, but you can see me sleeping. I'd left a couple of nightlights on just in case anything showed up. But for the first hundred photos or so, it was just me in an empty room. Then suddenly, he was there, standing on the chair at the foot of my bed, staring at me. In the next photo from a minute later, he seems to be staring straight up at the ceiling, just staring. Then he appears to collapse on the chair. The next dozen photos are all the same. He's completely lifeless at first. I thought he was dead. Which obviously doesn't make any sense. I looked over at the chair half expecting to still see him there but it was empty. But then in the next photo he's gone. The room is totally empty again. He's gone in the next several photos too. I figured maybe that was it. But I kept swiping through the photos. About 15 photos later he was back standing next to the bed. It was just like the last time that I saw him. That's when my heart started to race. I didn't want to look at the rest of the photos, but I knew I had to. I swiped to the next photo and my heart sank into my stomach. He was on the bed, inches from me, staring down at me sleeping. The next one was worse. In the next photo, he was staring right at the camera. After that, there's seemingly nothing. He disappears again and the rest of the scroll is just me alone in my room again. That is until the last photo. Here is the last photo in the scroll. I'm at a loss for words. That malformed ear, that stringy hair, I, I didn't even know what to think. I looked all over my room but couldn't find anything and honestly I've been so exhausted I didn't know how to process it. Even now all I want to do is just go to sleep. Now up to this point, Adam had saved all his tweets to a Storify account. I won't pretend to know what Storify is other than it's a digital storage box that mines all your electronic thoughts. However, after this tweet, Adam stopped adding tweets to the story link. And that could be for several different reasons. He didn't feel it was relevant to continue. He forgot about it. Or it all became too much. But I have to agree with YouTuber Loey Lane. When she suggests, maybe this is kind of where Adam left. He said that all he wanted to do was just sleep. And then after that, his Storify and his story of David was never updated again. It continued on Twitter, but it makes you wonder, was Adam ever really okay after this? December 20th, 2017. Hey everyone. I'll be gone for the next week visiting family back home in Montana for the holidays. It'll be nice to get away from all of this for a bit. Thanks for everyone's kind words lately. I'll see you when I get back. January 2nd, 2018. 
So I've been away from the city for a couple of weeks. Thread. I went back home to Montana for the holidays and almost immediately I started to feel better. Less tired, less foggy. Up until now, I haven't really entertained the thought of moving, thinking that David would probably just follow me wherever I go. But when I left for Montana, everything seemed to improve. Like maybe David wouldn't follow me after all. Maybe he was tied to the house, not me. Being home felt safer and I managed to relax a little bit. I even started browsing listings for new apartments back in New York. The last thing I want to do is move in the middle of winter, but after the past few months, it seemed like it might be worth it. I felt like there was a way out. But after a few days, I started to feel strange again. One night I got up to go to the bathroom, and as I stood there in the dark, I couldn't help but feeling there was something moving outside the bedroom window. The bathroom looks out onto the backyard, and it was pitch black. I could barely see anything, but it's Montana and there are animals passing through all the time. Sure enough, in the morning, I found animal tracks through the snow. I don't know the specific animal. Deer. Elk. The next night, the same thing happened. I got up in the middle of the night and I thought I saw movement in the blackness outside. This time I stood at the window and gazed out, straining my eyes to see, waiting for them to adjust to the night. For a long time, I stared out into the snowy darkness, but I couldn't see any movement. Then, just as I was about to turn away, I saw something lurch off to the right and disappear from view. Again, it was too dark to make out the animal, but it could have been anything, maybe a coyote or something. In the morning, as I was getting out of the shower, I glanced out the window and noticed tracks behind the garage. I couldn't tell what they were from the bathroom, so I got dressed, put on a coat and went outside. When I got up close, my heart practically stopped. They weren't tracks, they were footprints. Really small footprints. I followed them across the backyard, but they disappeared into the ditch out back. I stood there in the snow, not knowing what to do. What could I do? Call the cops and tell them I found footprints in the snow? The last couple of nights I was too scared to leave my room. If it had been David out there in the snow, it meant that he could follow me anywhere. No matter where I moved, he could find me. I felt helpless. I flew back to New York the day after Christmas. Back in my apartment, it seemed like I was at square one yet again. I've tried everything I can think of. I've saged my apartment. I've hired a medium. Nothing has worked. And worse, I still feel him at night, watching me from different corners of my room, always getting closer and waking up right before something happens. For the past few nights, I've been using the app that takes photos every couple of minutes, but nothing has shown up. For whatever reason, it doesn't seem to work anymore, but I've left it running just in case. It's picked up absolutely nothing, save for one thing from last night. Last night was particularly bad. I felt sick and had nightmares all night. I dreamt that David was hovering in the corner by the ceiling, far off the ground. He was mouthing something but I couldn't hear any words. Then he was hovering above my bed, staring down at me, his mouth moving faster than I could see. I couldn't move, I could only look up at him. Suddenly he plummeted downwards and I felt this huge pressure crashing to my chest. I woke up gasping, the wind completely knocked out of me. I sat up and looked around frantically, heaving for air but there was nothing. When I caught my breath, I retrieved my phone from the dresser. The photo roll showed nothing of note, save for the last photo taken just a moment before. 
cue the infamous photo of David coming from the ceiling, crashing onto Adam while he slept. I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss here, I just don't know. January 16, 2018. Sorry for the long delay. Honestly, I wasn't sure I was going to tweet again. Thread. After what happened a couple of weeks ago, everything stopped. Well, sort of. I wasn't having dreams anymore, and I was feeling better. I was sleeping through the night again. Actually, I was feeling great. I still do. But things have been sort of weird, too. It's hard to explain. I'll try, but I don't know if any of it makes any sense. Basically, as good as things have been for the past couple of weeks, I can't shake the feeling that something is off. Like I've been sleeping fine and I have lots of energy during the day, but sometimes I seem to sort of lose time, I guess. Like I'll look up at the clock and realise a whole hour has gone by and I don't remember any of it. Or I'll mishear someone and ask them to repeat what they've just said. But they'll say they didn't say anything. Like stuff like that. But after what I've been through, it's not that big a deal. Despite all that, I felt ready to put it behind me. So on Sunday, I opened Twitter, intending to update you all that it was over. Or at least I thought so. I just want things to go back to the way they were. And it seemed like it had. I was writing something to that effect when I noticed I had way more notifications than usual. I swiped to the mentions and saw that everyone was tweeting to me about something I posted on my Instagram story the day before, saying they saw something weird. The stories are expired now, but I have screenshots, and I don't know how to explain it. Long story short, I went to brunch on Saturday with a friend. I posted a few photos to my story, and they were fairly unremarkable. Here's the first two I posted. Totally dumb and normal. They're totally boring brunch photos. I posted one more of me and my friend before leaving, and that was that. But the next day I had a zillion messages about the third photo that I had posted. People had taken screenshots and sent them to me. This is what somehow got uploaded to my Instagram story. I have no clue what happened. It looked perfectly fine on my phone when I uploaded it. I'd say it was just a glitch, but I can't make sense of what's happening in my face. Maybe I can. I know what it looks like. What it probably is. But I don't know if I care anymore. I really just want things to be normal again. And things feel normal right now. I don't know. I guess I'll keep you updated if something else happens. February 2nd, 2018. Everything is fine. Now, everything is fine is written with two spaces between is and fine. And I know that sounds like I'm nitpicking. But Adam is a brilliant writer. And up until now hasn't made a mistake like that. Showing he actually checks his messages before he posts them. I mean sure, he conjugates as many words as possible. He's not a robot, but he is careful. The extra space nearly feels like he paused before he wrote fine. February 6, 2018. Some of you already know this, but I thought I'd make a short update on Twitter about it. A little over a month ago, I made a decision to leave my full-time job after four years of the company. It wasn't an easy choice, but it just became too difficult to focus on everything, and I decided it's time to turn my attention towards personal projects. I'm nervous about what the future holds, but I feel good. I know big things are coming. Just going to signpost there real quick. Another two spaces between the words feel and good. Please don't worry about me. I'm okay, and everything will be like it was before. 
and yet another video with no context of his poor cat sitting at the door losing his mind. March 12, 2018. For everyone asking if I'm alive, I'm doing okay. Okay is in capitals, but again, that might just be me nitpicking. It's been pretty quiet around here lately, and I've been trying to focus on work. Of course, I'll keep you updated if anything strange happens, but for now, I'm staying busy with drawing and other projects. Hannah Moses replies to his tweet. We just want answers is all. He replies, you'll get them. I'm not just going to start inventing stuff to keep a steady flow of updates. I promise I'll keep you informed, but if you're only here for David tweets, I don't know what to tell you. I've had this account for eight years. Jessica Robinson replies, do you at least have a statement about the creepy videos slash tweets that seem to be not authored by you? He replies, I've avoided speaking on that because I don't have an explanation for it. I wish I did, but they are just as confusing to me. What do you think of that story? That was an interesting story. <laughs> that is the longest story I have ever done. Do you know what? I forgot what it was like to work in an office because my right arm has gone dead because it's been leaning on the corner of the desk. Mm-hmm. That um, happens to me in this desk. Oh, my God. it's not just me. Maybe I should no, have my chair higher for the next time. So, we... Reading something on the room. Yeah, you... For like two hours. <laughs> Do you know what though? It's funny because I, I knew this was going to be a long one and I had it split into two parts. And then I just thought, wouldn't it be fun to try and do it all in one go? Next time I have that notion. Don't have that notion. <laughs> Wasn't it, it's, I, I didn't really get to follow along with all the, the pictures with you and the videos with you, but like, I, I can't explain this enough. If you're if you're really feeling like spooking the holy bejesus out of yourself, have a look on, I'll put the links in the show notes and have a look at, actually, do you know what? Who's your one? Have a look at Loie Lane's YouTube because she shows all the tweets and I followed, (laughs) I can't explain how hard it is to write 420 text messages or tweets when you kind of have to look at the screen and then listen to what she's saying and I I can't dictate, like I can't listen to someone speaking. I kind of have to see what's going on and then I can type freehand and it's no problem. Um, But she goes through all the tweets as they come chronologically, even stuff that isn't in the Storify. She found stuff that she found interesting and went back and found them um, on his tweet. Tread thing, I'm not tech savvy, Um, but there's stuff that he had left out for some reason and then she found them and she shows the videos and the pictures in the chronological order and it's just so freaky to go through them all because I was fine I was okay because I started doing the research for this episode in the daytime whatever day it was three weeks ago in the daytime and it took me so long (laughs) to write out 420 freaking tweets that it just ran into a couple of days Mm. and the only time I had free time to do it was in the evening and obviously it being winter it's not it's not bright out it's dark there's so, Christmas lights across the way there, <laughs> oh that's across the way across the way yeah cool um, but yeah so doing the research for this episode was fine up until the photos why anyone would get a nanny cam in their bedroom to try and catch like I, I just think if, you, if you're bringing a nanny cam into your room you are going to see something you're going to see something because your mind is looking for something mm-hmm. now one of our very good friends and one of our advert listeners told me Adam Ellis has come forward and said that the story wasn't true. I don't know if he did. I couldn't find any information that he did or didn't. I don't think she would want to quash my 
paranormal hopes and dreams but it there's so much in there that I'm kind of like he, he's dead right if one or two things happened it would have been oh you could explain that away but the fact that everything was happening imagine the turmoil and the emotional and mental strain you would be under having to deal with all that crap mm, that would be tumultuous is that the right word who cares <laughs> have you any characters from yes me? one there's only one person in the whole show there's several people there's the cats there's one person that I've known Shia LaBeouf for <gasps> very good just think he has the range to be all like I'm not scared oh, I am scared I'm not scared I am scared let me poke this thing Oh, a shoe fell out. I'm not scared. I'm very scared. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I'm going to show you the clip, maybe tomorrow morning when it's bright outside. Um, I'm going to show you the clip of the movie, Dear David. Anna, and then you'll be able to see why Shia LaBeouf would actually be better for the movie. Because they, I suppose they, they had to kind of embellish a little bit. But I think they embellished a little bit too much. Well, they the had to embellish a lot because it's all false, apparently. I don't know that, though. We don't know. That. I mean, the shoe came from to, somewhere. I want to sleep, so it's false. Okay, um, I'll show you the I'll show you the clip because I think Shia LaBeouf probably would have played it a hell of a lot better. So well done, you've actually picked a really good character. Well, I thought about it in the first five minutes, so that was seven, <laughs> seven weeks ago. Yeah, so I obviously didn't fall down a rabbit hole because this whole this whole episode was a rabbit hole. And we have now been talking for close up to two hours. I wonder when I edit this, is how, how, how much is it going to break down to? Will it even be a half an hour? It better be more than an hour. <laughs> we finish up there? Yeah. You want to say a word? So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will, of course, include the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are What's the Story Ghost on Instagram and What's the Story Ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those are all my words. Just on that. Go on. When you're saying What's the Story Ghost at Gmail, it's not What's the Story Ghost, it's WTSG at Gmail. So like... Stephen, you... we have done 95 episodes. So if you've listened to any of your episodes... Feel free to resend your email to no, WTSG no. at gmail.com. I shortened it. Uh, I shortened it. Jesus Christ, my heart. I shortened it. Exit jingle. 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 Ex